Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, November 5th, 2023. This service was recorded on October the 29th, Reformation Sunday. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The guest organist is Marty Sharp. The lector is Terry Keeney. Thank you to Judy Weirs for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this Reformation and New Members Sunday here at Wayne Zion Lutheran Church. It's good to be with you all. A special thank you to Barb Andreessen, our musical director, who has put things together for us this morning, and all of those who will be sharing their gifts of music and voice with us. I would like to give a round of applause now. And I ask you to withhold your applause during the service in reverence as we think about what it is that we are about today, and that is worshiping our Lord and giving all praise and honor and glory to our God and Father, Lord Jesus Christ, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so let us begin with our confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things that we have done and things that we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the fountain of living water, the rock who gave us birth, our light and our salvation. Amen. Oh, pastor read the wrong page, but that's a good one too. It's a part of our baptism, and I'm glad I shared those words. But these words, you know, God who is rich in mercy and loved us even when we were dead in sin made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven, almighty God. Strengthen you with power through the gift of the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen.
I'm going to invite you to join with me in the prayer of the day as it's printed in your bulletin insert. Almighty God, gracious Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit renews the church in every age. Pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your word. Protect and comfort them in times of trial. Defend them against all enemies of the gospel. And bestow on the church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 31 to 34, with the following preface. The renewed covenant will not be breakable, but like the old covenant, it will expect the people to live upright lives. To know the Lord means that one will defend the cause of the poor and needy. The renewed covenant is possible only because the Lord will, give, will forgive iniquity and not remember sin. Our hope lies in a God who forgets. The reading. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke. Though I was their husband, says the Lord. With this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, after those days, says the Lord, I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Chapter, glory to you. I invite you to be seated. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham, and we have not been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, We'll be made free? Jesus answered them, very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Word alone, faith alone, Christ alone. Word alone, faith alone, Christ alone. Our gospel lesson from John recorded Jesus' words. If you continue in my word, if you abide in my word, the truth will set you free. 
and you will be truly my disciples. For Luther, it was not the canon law. It was not laws handed down by the Pope or the bishops or the traditions of the church in which studied whether or not we were saved. Rather, it is Christ. The truth is in the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. Luther described the Bible this way. It is the Holy Scriptures. It is a manger. And at its center is the pearl, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that God's holy word is for God's holy people. We are, said Luther, both sinner and saint. No one is above the law. No one is above the law of Moses, God's law. And the gospel is for all, freeing us from the power of sin and death. So important was God's word that he challenged the church, the Roman Catholic church of his day, and specifically, what set the Reformation and why we were read on this particular Sunday is a selling of indulgences so that you could free yourself from days, years, in purgatory. That this was a place somewhere between this life and the next. And people would buy these indulgences that were sold by the church, authorized by Pope Louis VI, thinking that they would, sell, they would be able to buy time for their dead relatives from this place called purgatory. As Luther, a monk turned from lawyer student, began combing over the scriptures, found nothing about purgatory, found nothing about indulgences, and challenged the church. It was on October 31st, 505 years ago, that Luther nailed onto the door at the Castle Church in Wittenberg the 95 arguments against the selling of indulgences. Luther would be tried for treason against the Roman Catholic Church. The trial found him guilty and demanded that he recant his arguments that he had put into writing. Here is what Luther said at his trial in Worms, Germany, before the emperor in response to, will you recant? Luther said, Unless I am convinced of error by the Holy Scriptures or by co-agent and evident reasons, I neither nor can I dare retract anything. For my conscience is held captive by God's word, and it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. Here I stand, and I can do no other. God help me. Luther Preaching God's word was the most important matter under heaven. And allowing us to read the Bible for ourselves to find that it's a living word. And so he translated the Greek Bible into German. He didn't use the Latin, 
but he used the original form in which the Bible was written in the New Testament Greek and in the Old Testament Hebrew. And he translated into German. And he was able to turn this over to the people with the printing press being discovered and developed. He was able to share these words that are for God's people. That's why when we come forward many times, I didn't today, but sometimes I will say, God's holy word for God's holy people. For you are holy. You are made in the image of God. The other thing that uh, Luther understands is the commandments of Christ that we hold within the Lutheran church two sacraments. And we practice them often. The first is holy baptism. That there is nothing that we can do to save ourselves, but it is what Christ has done for us in his life, death, and resurrection. And the other is sharing in the Holy Eucharist, the Lord's Supper, communion. When we come together and we hear those words that Christ died for you in the night in which he was betrayed, he was handed over, and he was crucified. And he shared with his disciples, this is my body, taking ordinary bread that you and I eat every day, breaking it, blessing it, and giving it to the people, and then taking wine, because that was the ordinary drink of the day without refrigeration, and holds it up and says, this is my blood, the new covenant that's been poured out and shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Luther held these three things extremely important, with word being first. Second would be the sacraments, communion and baptism. That we are all sinners and that we are saints. And that pastors learn and study the Bible so that they can teach. When I entered seminary, before I could even be able to acquire one earned credit, there were two things that I had to do before they would even allow me to be a candidate for ministry. The first was that I would have to spend two semesters in studying Greek, which meant that we would study the Gospels in trying to translate from the Greek language, the original language in which it was written, into our English language as we understand it. I found this to be fascinating and had no idea that words in the English language like love cannot come close to what was described in the Greek language when Jesus was sharing about agape love, unconditional love, not phile love. And there are number of ways in which the scriptures then become so open. The other thing that I had to do before I could even enter into candidacy is I had to take a Bible proficiency examination that covered the Old Testament and the New Testament. Once completed then, I was allowed to begin my journey at seminary. And the class, the first class that I took was Pentateuch. It was the Law of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. For Luther, it was word alone, faith alone, Christ alone. There is no one that intercedes on our behalf 
that we have been created in the image of God. God created them, male and female. And that we know that life is difficult. And we receive scriptures such as, I am the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He relies. Keep going. <laughs> Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. These words are holy words for God's holy people. It was in this reading that Terry read today that Luther had the aha moment. For there is no distinction since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is no one who is more holy, for we are all sinners. We are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. He did this to show righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. Word alone. Faith alone, Christ alone. And here is where Luther stood. So help me God. We do not aspire to God, but rather God has come down to us and raises us up. Gift, the gospel. You are loved by a God who knows you and loves you. The gospel of our Lord. Amen. Let us continue with the Nicene Creed. And I invite the congregation to please rise as we share our faith together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and our salvation, he came down from heaven was incarnate with the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and he became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. 
We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning again and happy Reformation Day. We are going to end the service uh, before the sending song. We are going to do our part here to do something a little bit more. Um, I love A Mighty Fortress and I, I love doing it every year, but I know some people are going, we have to do this every year. And sometimes it's just because that is, it is so important to our faith. And uh, we have something a little bit new and different. Um, the kids have learned the refrain of a new song. It's called By Grace. It is by a man named Jonathan Rundman and it is in the new version of a hymnal that uh, we probably will not be purchasing, but we got permission to do this. And if you listened, I'm sure you did, not if you listened, when you heard the gospel, when you heard the second lesson, when you heard Pastor Wade's sermon, you heard about grace through faith. And that is how we are saved. It is not by our works. It's not by what you do. And I have been looking for a song that would be kind of, um, I don't want to say catchy, but a catchy little tune. And the kids have learned it, and they may not understand exactly what the words mean now, but it is the basis of our Lutheran faith. So we're going to present to you, accompanied by Dale Heron on his guitar, and I've got Connor. Uh, I said, here, Connor, here's the drum pad. Try it out. And so <laughs> Connor's going to help us out. The kids will be doing the refrain. The adults are going to be doing the verse. And I have a feeling that this is going to be a little, what's it called, Janice? Something that's uh, a, uh, a, a song? A little song, a little earworm that's in your head. You're going to be driving home and you're going to be singing this song. So here we are, By Grace. <laughs>
Fantastic. I'm going to invite our new members to go ahead if you want to start making your way to the back uh, where um, Virgil is standing, if you can kind of direct them back there. And as you do that, receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you His peace. Amen. Go forth, live the gospel. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.